Welcome to another episode of Seeking Wisdom. I'm your host, Glenn Marsden, and today I want to delve into a topic that many of us can relate to, feeling lost, experiencing setbacks, and navigating through challenges when it seems like nothing is working. So I'm going to call it navigating through uncertainty, embracing patience and wisdom. Okay, so whether this sounds strange or not, it's how things have played out for me on my walk of faith. And as I always say, not religion. I think there's a big difference. And I think a lot of people tie when you speak about God towards religion. Now, I'm not here to say what's right, what's wrong. I'm here, as I always say, about my personal experience. But for me personally, I'm not religious. I'll never be religious. I'll never conform to religion. Have I got a personal relationship with God? Has he worked in my life? Yes. Am I a person of faith, a man of faith? Yes. Do I understand everything? No. I'm just being led my whole journey through Imperfectly Perfect campaign, probably around the second year of doing everything. When people were coming to me, people of faith, of spiritual nature, I was getting world leading shamans contacting me, prophets contacting me, telling me what I was doing was being led. Again, understandably, without an environment growing up with faith or anything like that, other than being christened, to me, it was a sense of, yes, being led and working hard. No, Glenn, you've got to realize there's something more than this. Try and surrender to the process and open your heart to God and find out what's going on. And again, as I walk through that journey, there's been a lot of questions. And let me tell you something. If you are walking on this journey and you're trying to explore more, and as I often say to people, it normally starts with personal development. When we get out of societal expectations and we start looking outside of ourselves, and we're wanting more, we're longing for more, we've got questions, It tends to start this conversation and this narrative seeking. So we listen to a lot of of people within the personal development realm. Some things seem right, some things don't. Again, there's more questions. Just as when faith starts finding you or spiritual nature. Again, I'm never going to put words in anyone's mouth. You can say what you feel appropriate for your part of the journey. When I finally came to the realization of just saying God, again, that was profound because I often spoke to friends about it. And again, the uh, the connotation when you mention God and people, as I say, often think or associate it to religion, it kind of traps you in a notion of, oh, can I say this? Should I say this? What will people think? And it's funny because you can walk on this entrepreneurial journey, whatever journey that you're currently on, and you can build this almost bravado, this confidence, and 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 talk about not caring about what people think. And it's funny, you step into faith and you start talking about God, and then all of a sudden that goes out the window and you hide behind this mask and you talk about spirituality, you talk about every other thing without mentioning God's name. Um, and I think that's a walk in itself when you feel so comfortable. And that's where I am. So as I was just saying, and I, I, I do digress there, but um, whether it sounds strange or not, As my journey's panned out, a lot of strange things have happened. Dreams have happened. One of the big things that happens for me is that I do get random words to my head. When I'm speaking to people, I do get random numbers. I can be sitting there. When it comes to the Bible, I've tried reading it. Again, I spoke to God and said, I don't understand half of this stuff. You're going to have to try and explain it. I'm seeking wisdom in the area. And it started getting easier the more and more I've listened to the audio files. Um, There's a great app that you can get. 
And I started understanding a little bit more. Now, in saying that, when it comes towards the Bible, again, I'm a novice. I don't know everything. But one thing that does happen to me is I do randomly get words and numbers, like I said. And when I was speaking about this, I didn't even know I was going to do this podcast when it came to testimony to God. And it popped in my head. And I thought, you know what? Okay, I'm going to do it. I don't know where it's going to lead. I don't know if people need to hear this, but hey, I'll be obedient. If it popped in my head, there's normally a reason why. And what popped in my head was Proverbs 3, 5 to 6. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. So like I say, I go to Google, good old Google to find out the meanings to so much of what comes to the forefront of my mind. And this scripture simply came to my mind. Again, did I know what it meant? No. But after going to Google, it reminds us of the importance of surrendering our need to control and trusting in a higher power, which again is quite ironic because conversations I've had today prior to this podcast have all been around control and surrender. So I'm going to speak a little bit later into how we hear God's voice when I didn't even know how to hear it at the beginning. And that's what I'm going to speak into. But it's just ironic that these are the ways in which God works in our life through serendipitous moments. And that came up to talk about, even though I'd been speaking to people previously, talking about control and how you let go of control. So when it comes to that, trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and it will make straight your own paths. In today's terms, again, I'm going back to Google because I don't know everything. It encourages to release the grip of our ego's desire and instead lean into divine wisdom and guidance. It's a reminder that we're not alone in our struggles and that God is always there to guide us if we open ourselves up to his presence. When we feel lost or we go through a setback, and trust me, I've seen plenty of them, guys, it's natural to experience emotions. It's important to honor and acknowledge these emotions instead of bypassing them with toxic positivity. We must allow ourselves to fully feel and process what we're going through. So I want to say here, right here, please stop buying into others, telling you to simply be positive. It can be more harmful than actually acknowledging the emotions and getting to the root cause of where they come from. I've got so many friends in terms of faith, spiritual nature, who do get divine downloads, who always talk about you need to heal from those trigger points through that trauma in order to move past. If you're bypassing them and you're listening to people talking about, oh, that's just all crazy talk and uh, you know what, just be positive, be positive. How many times anyone listening have you tried to be positive and bypass all of the emotions? It doesn't work. It doesn't work. It creates a knock-on effect. And all you do is you're bypassing it for a couple of days and then you end up feeling rubbish. And then it spirals. It does. It truly does. So when you're feeling those emotions, what I would say personally is feel them. Speak to people. Open up. It's through that connection in the midst of the emotions that we go through, we can also, as I found, seek wisdom and clarity from God, right? That way you can gain strength and guidance to move forward. And it's also what I found that through that, you gain the resilience to grow, you elevate onto new levels, and it gives you the wisdom to pass on to other people, which I've come to also find out that through Imperfectly Perfect campaign, it's been part of my healing journey through trigger points that I've gone in the past, 
losing a friend and listening to every single person's story. There's so much commonality between the human experiences, but because we're going through it individually, we don't think we're connected. And that's the power of storytelling. So, you know, as humans, we often seek advice and affirmation from others, which isn't wrong, but sometimes we get caught up in comparing our journeys to others. We've all done it. We scroll social media. We're trying to replicate the methods of affirmations and manifestations. And this is the one thing I always want to talk about. From my experience and what I can say to you is lean into the wisdom that God's already given you. What do I mean by that? Learn to tap inwards. As I said on the last episode of your please do not give your power away and listen to someone in the flesh. If you're listening to somebody who's telling you how things are done, but you're on your own journey, then you're actually giving your power away and you're unable to intuitively feel if something feels right, if something feels wrong. So instead, I'd say reflect on the times when you've navigated perhaps un un uncertainty or setbacks before, recognize the wisdom that lies within you yourself, the lessons you've learned from those past experiences and the growth you've experienced through them. Because we all grow, guys. The end of the day might be one of the bloody hardest things that we we'll go through, but we get through them. So what did you do last time to what you're doing different now? And how can you navigate forward? Um, and then just realize that you're tapping into your inner strength and finding the courage to move forward instead of seeking the guidance and listening to what somebody says as the gospel truth. So that's first one. All right. So I'm going to share a little personal experience of mine where I found wisdom and learned the power of patience. And that word people don't like here. I don't like the word patience, guys, because when it's patience, all you're thinking automatically is how long is it bloody going to take? I've been doing this for ages. Trust me, through IPC, Imperfectly Perfect campaign, if you're just coming across this, the campaign that I've done, yes, I'm very grateful. It went to the world within 12 months. Behind the scenes, the amount of hours, everything I was doing, it's coming out five years now. God's had so much work to do with me. The external looks incredible. The internal, what I've had to work on myself. As I said, this whole process has like been a healing journey for me to understand the people that I'm helping, not just people who've gone through struggles in terms of everyday people like myself, but the people who have got the platforms, the celebrities, the corporate leaders, all of them. I couldn't understand it at one point when I was like, okay, so I understand I've gone through my own personal struggles so I can resonate with this. But then when I'm getting the people of a platform that's maybe from Hollywood or anything like that, and there's a little difference between us, obviously they've got a platform. I know we've all got human connections and human emotions, but at the end of the day, um, I don't know what it's like for them. All of a sudden, I was I was thrown into this whole world of people looking over me, looking through me, looking around me, people wanting to utilize me and manipulate me, basically gaslight me to get towards a celebrity. And it become very, very lonely, very, very quick. I could have become very, very cynical. Luckily, I always say God placed an incredible amount of right people who wanted to know Glenn and support him whilst he was going through it. But through it all, friends of faith, who were more seasoned in it, said, can you not see what's happening, Glenn? I said, no, but this is bloody hard. Well, what's happening is those people that are coming onto your platform to share their stories, whatever profession they are, they've got a platform. You're experiencing that now. Not to say that you think you've got a platform that size, but you were on that journey where you're getting in front of people that all eyes are on. They don't know who's real. They don't know why people are coming to them. They probably get looked over, looked through, so people can utilize them for their own selfish means. 
And when that came to the notion, I was like, oh, my God, that's so true. So that's where I found a lot of wisdom through people and through experiences like that. And as I said, when you go through experiences, we gain resilience, we gain strength. That wisdom then can enable us to help other people like I'm trying to do through this podcast. But learning the power of patience, like many, I also struggle with the idea of affirmations and manifestations. So I'm going to draw back to that, right? So we all know that we hear a lot of people online and each to their own, right? They talk about manifestations, affirmations, um, and what tends to happen. And I found this on my journey as well. You get caught up into the whole world of affirmations all the time, repeating them and manifestations all the time. And you're on this high vibrational frequency. Like we all know we're energy. We're all um, a spiritual force that is here. Um, again, whatever you want to believe. Um, and we're always essentially, when we get excited about or anything, we're in, we're in a flow mode, aren't we? So when it comes to manifestations and people are getting you ramped up and, and you're like, yeah, I'm going to manifest this and your energy is on a high, it's all time high. A couple of weeks goes by, nothing's happening. A um, little bit more goes by and maybe you've been told to set an intention with a date on there and it comes and nothing happens. So what tends to happen? You spiral. You go back to the old narratives. You're telling yourself, oh, I knew it wouldn't work. Nothing ever works for me. And what happens? Again, there's the toxic positivity. You go into that mood of the martyr mentality and you don't move forward. So that means you're essentially going back into old narratives of self-doubt, discouragement, and you're not moving forward. So attesting to my personal experience, it was through this journey that I began to understand true transformation and alignment takes time, right? And that's my journey with God. Everything's about patience, right? And one of the biggest pieces of advice for me was somebody was brought along my path and actually said to me, are you ready? And I said, am I ready for what? Are you ready for that amount of wealth that you're wanting to take imperfectly perfect campaign to where you need it to be? And I was like, I think so. And they was like, so do you know how to make it sustainable? If I gave you a million dollars, do you know how to literally double that, triple that, make your business sustainable? Have you any idea about financial literacy? Have you any idea how to get a CEO in your company, investors, da, 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 all of it? And I was like, oh, my God, I don't. All right. So think about this. Everyone who's seeking fame, are you ready for it? Well, I think so. I could I, I, I could be. You hear it all the time. Okay, so what happens if you get that fame and you go viral for the wrong reasons? Have you got a support network around you just in case people turn on you? And then people back off and they go, oh, my God. So seeking wisdom and understanding that when that person was sent to me in terms of my journey, I was like, oh, my God, I'm not ready for this. I am not ready for that money to be dropped on this because I am not in the position to control it. And you think too, when you hear people who suddenly win a lot of money on the lottery and it's like, where are they now? And they're back to where they were because they don't know how to sustain something unless they get proper management and they get people around them that can help them. So that is the way that I learned patience. And that's what I would say to anybody that needs to hear this today. If you're trying to rush the process, whether it's in a relationship, getting back into a relationship, you're seeking money, you're seeking this, Think about what you're not working on or what you're not ready for. So say, for example, if it was a relationship and you're seeking to be back with somebody or you've gone through a setback, anything like that. 
what I would say to you is think about ways in which you may not have grown or there might be something within that relationship that still needs to be accessed by you and the other person. Maybe they're not ready for that to come together again because they've got trigger points. Maybe you're not ready because there's something that you're still holding on to. There can be so many reasons. But what I would say and what I feel led to say is that if you think about it that way, then that momentum, that vibrational frequency is going to be on a lot higher to attract it a lot faster because you're learning to go through that patience instead of trying to rush things and control things. So when you realize this, and back to me, when I say that story, because when I say my experience, I can only speak from my experience. So when I say back to me, it's because that's the only thing that I can talk of. I can share other people's experiences, but that's theirs. And I would never want to put words in someone else's mouth. So when it comes to that, the more I focused on connecting with God in silence and seeking his wisdom, the more things that I found fell into place. I learned that it's not about forcefully making things happen, but rather about setting intentions, surrendering to them, stop trying to control the bloody things and allowing them to manifest, if that's what you want to call it, in the wrong time, right? It's like sowing seeds. You build relationships, no expectations. A few years later, something comes to fruition. So patience actually became my greatest lesson, and it taught me the importance of letting go and trusting that everything will unfold as it's supposed to do. And it took the pressure off myself. So then I wouldn't be get up, just be controlling everything in my head about what I needed to do and why things weren't happening, um, all of it, guys. So I can only attest to whatever situation you might be going through. If you're trying to control it, it's going to be a lot harder. So learn to accept the a lot of people of faith say this is a season of patience. Whatever you want to say, just take it as maybe I am going through a time of patience because I need to learn more things. It doesn't mean to say that we sit passively if it's obviously a setback in work or anything like this. We can take action while remaining open to guidance, timing, all the rest of it. So what I'd say is I encourage you to set your intentions or have a conversation with God if you're there. If you're not, it sounds weird to say. When people told me to have a conversation with God, I'm like, what, what, what does that mean? How does that even go? Just speak to him like you would speak to a person next to you. You're having a conversation. Whatever resonates with you personally, guys. Once you've done so, release it. Let it go. Let go of the need to control every aspect of that journey. Trust that God has heard your prayers and that will unfold as it's supposed to do. Again, just because you don't know what's going to happen doesn't mean you're giving up. You're letting it out. You're trusting the process. And it's the biggest thing that I've ever found. If you trust and you have faith, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. And it may even happen better than you ever even thought, Right. So it means surrendering to knowing or being in the need of immediate answers and trusting in, what can I say, the greater plan, I suppose. This world, society, the way we've been indoctrinated, we need to know the answer now, 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 now. Well, surrender. You don't need immediate answers because patience isn't about immediate answers. So, yeah, it's it, it, funny when I bring this conversation up and, before we go, I don't go into these podcasts for too long. I want to leave it so people can interpret it, listen to it, and see how they feel with it and resonate. But I want to put some words out there, right, in hearing God's voice. 
because I too thought there's so many people speaking about it. I didn't hear anything. I haven't experienced anything supernatural. Um, and I used to be like, why is everybody bloody talking about like hearing God's voice? What does that even mean? Am I, am I supposed to hear an audible voice like in my headset when I'm I'm listening to something on the radio or how does that even work? I even had friends, PK, brother PK, he'll be listening to this, laughing at me. And he sent me a meme once and it was like, Glenn's expecting the red carpet treatment and God's walking down to him, shake his hand and literally speak to him. And I'm like, yeah, what's wrong with that? Like, I don't know what I don't know. And quite literally, when someone says, speak to God or God's going to speak to you, get ready. I'm like, well, okay. Am I, am I expecting him to like literally, I don't know, just turn up in my dreams and speak to me and <laughs> It's, it's hilarious to even think about it. But I know there's some of you who might be sitting listening to this going, what the bloody hell is he talking about? How do I listen to God? Right? So I didn't have a clue what hearing God's voice meant. And this is what I've learned. So this is what I'm going to share with you. God will speak to us in various ways. Hearing God's wisdom or voice is that about developing a deeper connection, right? So learning to recognize the subtle ways in which he communicates with us. I get people sent to me at the right time, serendipitous moments. But these are some other ways, right? So again, Google. I was looking at way I was listening to experiences from friends, how he speaks to them. <clears throat> Hearing God's voice can manifest as a deep inner knowing, right? A sense of peace and conviction, a sudden clarity of thought, or even signs and synchronicities, which I get, right? External environment. And people, especially, being brought to us at the right time. It's important to remember that God's communication is personal and unique to each of us. What works for one person may not be the same for another. So I also get feathers sent at the right time. I also, these days, as I said, hear words. Um, well, no, I don't hear them. I see them. It, it, it's like this knowing the center of my mind. This word just comes up in capital letters and then numbers. And then on the top of that, I also, when I, I speak to people, so everyone's seen my podcast in terms of when I have guests on, and I'll do a Zoom if it's crossing live internationally. And I always tell them at the end, it's funny, serendipitous moments with people, I seem to, through IPC, it's gone through mental health, more towards health and well-being, more towards faith. And the people that have come on have all been of faith and they speak about it. And all I can see when I'm actually speaking to them is an aura. I see colors all around people to the point I have to tell them that it's distracting that I can't see the face. I don't see the mouth moving. I don't see anything. I just see colors around them. And some people are faith, spiritual, like we've all got gifts, like as long as we tap into them, I suppose, then we'll we'll find out. I didn't know what it meant. I was told, oh, so you see people's aura. I'm like, I guess I do. I've also learned that I feel people's energy. So if I suddenly get a word to my head, or if someone's going through something, I seem to get this deep innate feeling of feeling like, water's going above my head that I'm feeling their emotion that is so close that I'm feeling emotional. And that's had some weird experiences when I've been out and I've felt someone's emotion like that. And I feel like welling up as a guy just stood there and like, I'm getting tears in my eyes and I'm like, what the bloody hell's happening? Like, why am I feeling this? But again, each to their own, everyone has a unique journey. Like I was just saying, um, but ways I've learned of being in synchronicities, like I say, people being sent to me and confirmations. Now, I want to say gaining that wisdom is a process, right? So again, it comes back to that patience and the faith. 
and an open heart. So you need to want it, God. Um, need to want it, God. You need to want it. I found that hard as well. I was like, as much as I was seeking, as much as I was wanting, I was like, I am I hearing anything? Like, is this happening? Is it again? It's taken a long bloody time for me as well. Like some people say, I'm fast at picking this up and learning it, and this is happening. People telling me, oh, like, do you know how powerful you are in this, that, and the other? And then other people saying, oh, Glenn doesn't see in the spirit world yet. And I'm like, why? And they were like, oh, because you're this, and this is what you're doing, and this is being led. And I'm like, well, I don't see none of that yet, right? And I'm hoping to. So again, I'm on my journey. So as I'm experiencing this, I'm saying it. Like the IPC, I've been transparent about my whole journey. This, I also want to shape and encourage anybody that wants to kind of go down this path, I suppose, and explore it more and see how it feels for them. Um, like I say, though, I'm still learning. So asking God for answers is obviously deeply personal and individual. Here are some ways, right, to help you in seeking answers from God that I did. Try having that bloody conversation with him, right? Don't knock it until you try it. When you're in your car, whatever, speak to him. Speak as if I'm speaking to you now. Be honest, be vulnerable. If you're scared to be vulnerable, I can't even speak at the minute. If you're scared to be vulnerable or honest, well, be that with him. Like, if you've got the belief that he's around you all the time, be honest, be vulnerable, share everything. Ask specific questions, right? So the areas or the questions I've learned that you need to know, don't beat around the bloody bush, right? A strong woman of faith that I know, Somalia, taught me, be open, be honest, be direct, and ask those specific questions. And then maybe listen, let it go, ask for confirmation. That's one of the biggest things. So you can pay attention to confirmation. And through those confirmations, you'll get signs, you'll get synchronicities, things will be sent. I always ask for confirmation in certain ways. It seems to be white feathers. One of the biggest things for me was I asked about something. I didn't know which way I was going to go. I just needed to know that I was being guided. Again, these are individual journeys. This is my testimony. And those of faith know how things like this work. And at first I was like, oh, is it is it in my mind that I wanted to? You know, like when you think of a car and you always see the car, um, how algorithms pick things up on social media. So again, you can tell I've questioned a lot of things. I'm very analytical. I'm very much in my head a lot of the times. And that's taken a long process to disassociate and some of you who might be listening to this might be the same way going i want to believe but i don't know so all i would say is have that hope and heart and just start seeking and obviously ask for confirmation so as i was saying with that experience i once asked for something and i said you know what i seem to get feathers sent to me out of the blue there's no wind this that and the other when one of my friends passed i was seeking guidance within that and this single white feather flew down right but then again sometimes when you are in your head I was in my head a lot um, and I was seeking that guidance, asking for confirmation. I was like, all right, if feathers are the way that you're seeking or giving me that wisdom and saying yes to what it is that I'm seeking for, then this time, you know what? Stop sending me the bloody little white feathers because you know what? I know there's no wind. It comes at the right time. All this. Send me the biggest bloody white feather that I cannot argue that you are there, you are listening, right? So, I'd been asking about this thing all morning, what it was, where I was going with everything. And I was like, I just need an answer if this is coming to fruition and, and just let me know. 
So I went out with my family. We was driving. We went down to Woolloomooloo, which is a Sydney, which is down near the water. And we were driving around. Anyone that knows Woolloomooloo, you might not if you're listening internationally. It's a very, very busy place, right? So when it comes to being an area where there's hardly any parking or anything like that, we were circling. And then I was like, all right, is this going to happen today? God, get us a parking spot, right? So this is how quick it worked. We went round and there was one single car park where someone was just pulling out. I was like, okay. So I was like, thank you, God. Parked in it, right? This one space in the middle of all these cars, which was literally at the side of a couple of apartment blocks, got out, went around to the passenger seat to get my daughter, my four-year-old daughter at the time, out of the car. Her door was the single most biggest white feather that I had ever seen. Literally, it it was huge. And there was no wind, there was no rain, there, there was nothing. So you think I'd ask for the single white biggest feather to be placed in front of me as confirmation. We'd circled that whole entire area. A car just happened to pull out in that one spot. And you can bet your bottom bloody dollar that I was walking around looking whether there was feathers everywhere else, whether there'd been a group of birds that had been flying over, like huge birds or something like this. Nothing. Like it was in a built-up area full of apartments. There was only one spot that suddenly opened up when I'd asked for it and this big white feather to the point where... Because when I was telling people I wanted people, I don't know why I was justifying it, like, because there's belief in me, but even to my friends of faith, I took the picture, I told them the story, and it was like, Glenn, why are you sending me the picture? Like, I believe you. Um, I was like, because that's incredible. So things like that, ask for confirmation and don't expect them straight away because you're going back into that control again. That was fast. So maybe along your journey, things start happening a lot faster. I can't speak on behalf of everybody else, but yeah. Anyway, I've enjoyed this episode, but as I conclude it, I invite you to take a moment to reflect on the wisdom and lessons that you've guided through in certain times in the past and look at how you got through those and then start using them again, guys. Embrace your emotions. Stop listening to people telling you just to be positive and see God's guidance. Ask him. Patience, big one. Surrender to it. Stop trying to control everything and That's it for today, guys. Once again, thank you for joining me on Seeking Wisdom. Remember, you're never alone on this journey. You can always reach out to God, but you can reach out to me. (laughs) I'm Glenn Marsden. I've enjoyed it. Um, Reach out. Let me know what you got from this. As I often say, I don't even know why I started this podcast. Something led. I got a message regarding this. That popped in my head. Started recording straight away. Um... So maybe someone needs to hear this. I don't know. It's the way that it works. And one thing that I have learned is if you be obedient, then you're guided along whatever purpose it is you are. I don't know. Reaching far and wide, whatever your mission is, whatever your purpose is, if it suddenly pops in your head, guys, stop questioning it. Go with it and see where it goes. 